Okay, where do we begin? It's the 27th day of November, 2022. And today we got some news, tragic news coming out of Ontario. And our community as first responders and police officers here in Canada have suffered yet another loss at the hands of another, yet another uh, homicide. And this makes five homicides where we lost brothers and sisters since September of 2022. Now, if we look at just the averages of line of duty deaths when it comes to law enforcement officers in Canada over the last how many years, I think that if we look at it, we're probably averaging between one to two a year uh, leading up to 2022. Now, we've obviously had our greater uh, tragedies that have taken place, Mayor Thorpe, uh, Moncton, uh, obviously, those are some big ones, Spirit Wood. But outside of that, we haven't seen large numbers of homicides or law enforcement officer deaths uh, in great number like we do in the United States. Those numbers are outrageous. Those are in the hundreds every year. And since September, we've had five at the hands of either gunshot or in Constable Yang's you know, situation, an incident, um, an edge weapon. So as a law enforcement officer myself, I have to take two seconds and kind of sit back and think about this one. This is an incident in which we shouldn't have to encounter in our line of work, but we do. That's just a part of the reality of doing this job. We expect that during the execution of our duties, that at some point there is a very real likelihood that we will either be severely injured or hurt or even killed in the line of duty. But this, this year, 2022, this is too much. Five homicides of police officers in Canada since September of this year, and we are just rounding out the year itself here in the next couple of days. And I think, if I'm not wrong, this makes four in the general southern Ontario region, and one, obviously, in British Columbia here in the lower mainland. This is, it's too much. Enough really is enough. And in reflection of this, I mean, because this is how this happens. For all law enforcement officers, especially if people are listening and are not in law enforcement or have no family in it or have no friends or anybody in, in relation to their normal lives or not ex- exposed to this or a part of this particular career or lifestyle, usually we hear these types of things. Used to be called the grapevine. And obviously, it's social media now. And we st- I start hearing these types of things and I start getting the messages and seeing the blue line thrown up, which is our, our memorial ribbon. And it's got the OPP logo on it. And I'm thinking, oh, 
not again. It's just not like just not again. This this has been a lot, and coming across it, I start looking into the details and start finding out. And there's little bits and pieces, little bits like little little bits of information that are coming out. And a lot of the time when we deal with this type of thing, it's you know there there's usually. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if anybody's severely injured. I mean, I give you the example of the Victoria Bank robbery, where a lot of our uh, brothers in law enforcement with the Victoria Police Service and the Saanich Police Service, um, specifically, obviously, to, to Saanich and then what was our Greater Vancouver, or sorry, Greater Victoria uh, Emergency Response Team, ended up taking on two armed robbers at one of the banks in in the greater Victoria area and ended up going down to injuries, but thankfully, God, thankfully survived. But we there's a lot of misinformation starts coming out. So the more and more I start seeing this, but the second that we start seeing that ribbon come out and we start seeing the logos on social media, um, we start hearing more and more about this and we start finding out that, yes, obviously we lost one of our, our brothers uh, in uniform today. And I start reflecting on that. And like I said, just a couple of seconds ago, you know, I, I immediately start thinking enough is enough. Like this is, this is too much. Like what, what is going on? Like realistically, what is going on? Is this the first time we've had line of duty deaths? Absolutely not. Is it the last time? Absolutely not. But just since September, it's so much. It's, it's just the frequency of it is going nuts. But enough is enough. So because of that, I start thinking, reflecting, and, and doing my own reflection of the incidents. And, and I, I really have very little information to go on. I start finding out that, obviously, our, our brother was very young. He was 21 years of age. He had just under or just around the one year of service with the Ontario Provincial Police. And that's sad enough as it is. I can only imagine... Um, going through a similar type of situation. I mean, my heart goes out to everybody there. My heart goes out to the detachment, the OPP detachment that he was working and posted to, uh, his colleagues, his field coach, his trainers at OPC, that's the Ontario Police College, his trainers in Aurelia, those that would have taught him the way of the OPP. And I just keep thinking enough is enough. I have always said from day one on the podcast, and, and this is my way of dealing with stressors in the job and so on and so forth, and I'm trying to, well, along with Eric, Mike, and, and Mike, we're doing our absolute best to be able to bring out the lighter side of the job, but like, how the hell do we do that when this just keeps happening and it just keeps pummeling us? Every time we think that we have the opportunity to bring something good about in policing and law enforcement and first responder work, it's just like, God damn it, you got kicked in the gut again. And we're just like, again and again and again. And then we have to start over again. It's like, you just get kicked in the gut and you get knocked down. You know, it's like, how do you, you know, put content back out again to be able to lighten everybody's mood or, and, and try to make people smile and not think about the, the, not necessarily the horrors, but the tragedies that happen, and they are horrors. And you know, more specifically, the tragedies that have occurred in the last four months. And like I said about the podcast, is that, you know, I I said immediately when when Mike and I, Sherman and I, sat down, we started kind of hashing this out, and we started doing the first couple episodes of Mike's basement, 
and we started talking about what this podcast would be and, and what we want it to be and what we don't want it to be and what we want to steer away from and so on and so forth. And the number one thing was we wanted to stay away from politics. Uh, you know, that's just maybe this job security, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, we keep our jobs. First and foremost, we always joke around about the fact that, you know, number one rule in the podcast is don't make me lose my job and don't get me fired. But the, 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 the biggest thing was just making sure we stayed away from, from politics. And there's a lot of stuff flying around these days. But I immediately started thinking about the whole enough is enough. Like, well, hmm. If I say enough is enough, what is that? What does that mean? What does that mean to people? What does that mean to the, my brothers and sisters doing this job? What could it mean to others that are, are seeing the podcast and, and seeing the messages put out there? And could it be potentially misconstrued into you know, attaching itself to some particular agenda that's out there right now? Whether it be, you know, social or political or, or you know, whatever it might be. But there comes a time when you have to stand up and you have to have your voice heard. And this message of enough is enough is not a political one. Enough is enough is a message. And I guess you could say a request to, as I said earlier in the evening, to the judiciary, to the crowns all across Canada, to our federal, provincial, municipal, regional, I don't care what it is, leaders, to really reflect and to take the time in reflection to ask yourselves what is going on in our community these days. And when I say these days, I'm not talking about generational. I'm really not. This has nothing to do with the generational issue. Uh, call it what you may, but it's not generational. This is an acute problem right now. And when you see such frequency of incidents such as we're seeing now that are completely out of the norm for Canada, you know, for Ontario, you know, just in general, Ontario being, you know, the beast that Ontario is, you know, I grew up in Ontario. I know exactly what Ontario is and what it isn't. And it is a, a lot of really good things, a lot of amazing things. I'm very proud in the sense that I was born and raised in Southern Ontario. But in the larger picture, in Canada itself, what is going on? And when I say enough is enough, I want those leaders and individuals that are in not so much power or authority, but in positions of maybe even influence, I hate that term, influencer. 
not influencers, but in in the sense in, in communities, whether that be community social leaders, whether that be religious leaders, to also reflect on this particular reality that we're seeing now. In Canada, since September, we have seen four police funerals. And now we have a fifth. In Ontario, this is your fourth. If I was in one of those positions, I would be very concerned about what's going on in the community. It is your job as community leaders. It is the federal government's job, all parties, not one in particular, all parties. No matter the political party lines, whatever it is, doesn't matter who you're looking across at one another in the House of Commons, all parties, a provincial governments, whether you're MLAs, whether you're uh, MPPs, member of provincial uh, parliament, right across the country, local government, that's your mayors, your council, is to step back and reflect upon what is happening in your communities. Yes, there are many, 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 many things going on in communities in Canada these days. So many issues, so many topics. You know, we the largest of such is usually mental health is the biggest, biggest thing. Mental health, addiction, health care, whatever it might be, social services, whatever it might be. But what are we doing And when I say we, I mean we as Canadians, what are we doing to keep our streets safe? I'm biased, yes. I don't get the option of being impartial in this entire situation because I am a part of the group that is being victimized by this particular outcome in the community. But something is wrong. And enough is enough. What do we have to do to ensure the safety of our brothers and sisters in law enforcement? What do we have to do as a community? What do we have to do as a country? What do we have to do as individuals to keep our community safe? And it starts not in government, must we'll scrap that. I leave that question to you, the listener of this. What do we have to do to keep our people safe? Where does it start? What steps can we take right now, right now, tomorrow, on, on December 28th, 2022? What steps do we need to take? To be able to ensure the safety of our law enforcement officers, it doesn't matter, uh, peace officer, police officer, uh, conservation officer, you know, traffic services, bylaw, you know, our security personnel, whatever it might be, the people that are out there trying to keep people safe. How do we do that? How do we make sure that they get home every single night? That's the question. And that's what I'm asking for our leaders is to reflect on that.
because I want to come home to my family. I want to come home to my wife. I want to come home to my kids. And I want to live a full life. And I will give up my life in the line of duty to be able to save others and to be able to do my job. But I shouldn't have to die for something senseless. And I think that that is what everybody, our leaders, should be reflecting on. Now, you're going to hear all the usual stuff. You're going to have the Twitter messages. You're going to have the emails. You're going to have all of the condolences coming forward. And rightfully so, they should be, at a bare minimum, exactly what should be happening. But who is it going to be to step up and to say enough is enough? And who is going to be the one to step up and to take action and to lead? That's, that's the question. That's what I want to know. Who's going to do that? Because at this point, it's us. At this point, the advocacy to make sure that our people go home safe at the end of the night, at the end of the day, whatever the shift is, is us. But I'll tell you what we can do. We could stand up and we can be as loud as possible and we can say enough is enough. And I implore everybody, everybody connected to the law enforcement community, first responder community, whoever it might be. Now that's all the way from the officers, the sworn officers, regular members, if you're within the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, whatever it might be, all the way through the ranks of civilian employees, those people that we work with every single day, shoulder to shoulder while we do our jobs. That's our families, our communities, the people we sit next to at the arenas and at the ball fields and in the dance studios and wherever wherever it might be that we sit shoulder to shoulder with the people within our community, this is a time to stand up and say, enough is enough. Now, there's going to be some remedies out there. Clearly, there's remedies for societal woes and problems. And it's not my job to say what those remedies are. And some would say that I'm being quite tactful in the sense that I'm not suggesting any one particular way to do that. Do I have some ideas? Oh, Paul, yeah, absolutely. But it's not my job. And right now, it's not my responsibility. But I do know one thing. That enough is enough. And I'll be damned if I don't do my absolute best to be able to yell this from the rooftops as loud as I possibly can. So along with those people and the communities that stand next to us, I implore all police associations to do the same in joining me in saying enough is enough. And this is a very small podcast. And thankfully, it has a reasonable reach within Canada with several different listeners and, and multiple organizations. And I'm asking all those people who 
follow the podcast and and listen and and do their best to to join in and and help us try to raise the spirits of all of our law enforcement and first responders in Canada to challenge their associations and challenge their organizations to say enough's enough. Now, this is not going to be a very popular standpoint. It's not going to be a very popular message. It's not an ultimatum. It's it's not a demand. I don't believe those go anywhere. But if we don't grasp this opportunity to be able to stand up and say enough is enough and to raise our concerns, raise our voices, and show people our faces, then all we're doing is just waiting for the next one to happen. And who knows who that next one could be. So we're not going to let that happen. I think, and actually I know, that I'm speaking to a very knowledgeable and wise group of people. And that... I don't think I've ever gone to any course, whether it be through CPC or any other course catalog and organization to be able to provide training with, you know, interjurisdictional and and uh, organizational, you know, partners in law enforcement that you haven't sat around the table and, and discussed what what needs to be done in, in our society these days when it comes to the criminal justice system and so on and so forth. And again, it, it's not my job. I don't make suggestions to those individuals because let's face it it's it's pretty obvious i guess i shouldn't even really say that but it is i'm calling on all those organizations and everybody in law enforcement to stand up and say enough is enough and to start the conversation about how we can make sure that this doesn't happen again and when i say this I mean, we need to stop the bleeding in the sense of five police homicides in four months in Canada. Will one of us give up our lives in the line of duty ever again? Absolutely. Goes without saying. But we should never see five in four months ever again. We just shouldn't. Shouldn't happen again. But my question is, is who's going to stand up first? Who's going to make the change? Who's going to make the suggestion? Who's going to stand up and walk alongside us? Walk alongside me when I bring this to everybody else and say enough is enough. So I challenge you all. This has not been a happy podcast episode. (laughs) I wish it was, but it's not. And we got pretty serious today. But sometimes, as I said earlier, you have to stand up and you have to be accountable and you have to do what's right. And to start this whole thing off, I speak on behalf of my family and myself and I say enough is enough. So my question is this, what are you going to do? You, the listener, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit back And for the next four days, are you going to keep your memorial image on your Instagram account, Facebook pages, all your socials, whatever it might be? Are you going to watch our fallen brother's funeral? Respectfully, obviously. And then move on and wait for the next one to happen? 
Or are we finally going to see our community stand up together to say enough is enough and to speak for those who can't speak anymore and to speak for our families who will be in the end the ultimate victim of these acts. The ball's in your court, but enough is enough. Be safe out there.